I precinct I don't know, can 13. Can you think of one? I barely, I Let's barely know no, what you're talking about. I don't about. care to workshop that joke. I barely, <laughs> I barely know what you're talking about, and even I'm offended. Okay. We're good. All right, we're good. We're yeah. recording. We're on. It's weird. We haven't done this in a while. I feel like, I feel like we need the we, training wheels back on. It's been like two weeks. I feel like we didn't. That's we shouldn't have started up. Is oh, no, three saying? weeks. You feel like we shouldn't have restarted? Wait, no, I wasn't saying that, Parker. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, not that. I misunderstood. Wait, you. Not yet. I not yet. I was really excited. I, I, mean, I, I was, was really <laughs> upset. Upset. Upset is the word I missed. I was uh, uh, thinking about it, and then suddenly we started getting a trickle of likes on the Facebook. I'm like, nope, going strong. <laughs> Can't stop now. Won't stop. Curse you people. I mean, yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, we're really up to good. 132 likes, which is yeah, depressed I, that I'm happy I, with that number. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Uh-oh. So I... Um, Invited I, a bunch of people? Yeah, because uh, you were over at the house and you were like talking about whatever, about you and Melissa checking in on your exes, and you said that Amanda had a band. And I went to her band's Facebook page, and I had a one hundred and thirty-five likes. Oh! And we had a hundred and eleven, and I was like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> so I just literally, I literally went through because I, 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 don't think. I mean, I think when we first made the Facebook page, I like made a post on my page, but then mm-hmm. that's it. So I went through and and suggested, which I like hate when people do that to me. Yeah. Right. But I like went through to the people that I know would just probably blindly like it. <laughs> <laughs> without even really knowing what it was, just because you were like, oh, Parker said to like this thing. Oh, sure, I'll like it. Parker recommended. <laughs> so I, like, just suggested all these people on my Facebook page, and then, like, I, I and then like within minutes, I saw people like, oh, somebody likes it. You know, Tim, or I forget who it was. So this person likes it. This person, I was like, oh, here we go. Here That's we right. Go. That's right. Well, you... Uh, then I was going to go on one of my alternate accounts. I have an al- I had this one alternate account. It's a female alternate account, and I have it just to post like when I need to post as a female right but okay. I I have I'm not sure when one would have to do that <laughs> but alright well like like when like when the whole thing with War and Pieces and Rabbit Run was going down like Rabbit Run was posting horrible shit about War and Pieces on their on their Facebook page which eventually got taken down Yeah, and I just was like Oh, that's like I pretended to be an oblivious like outsider, and was just like, "That's very weird." I, I had a great time at Warm. Just some random shit, <laughs> and then like, and then people were right away like, "This is a fake account." <laughs> it's one of the people from Warm. Parker, I was like, "Why would you say that?" Because I'm like not friends with anyone. Like uh, that account isn't friends with anyone. Not even myself. Not even Parker Lindstrom. Like it's not friends with anyone. It's just friends with like. Like basically, I waited about a, like I, like I left the account open. I had forget why I had originally made it, and then I went I went into it, and I had all these friend suggestions, just like the spam right. that just built up. So I just uh, ag- accepted all of them, <laughs> and then I went into each of their friend friends of the spam accounts and just hit add friend, add friend, add friend. <laughs> just like, so now the the the, pa- the page has like. 200 friends and every time I go in there's like 50 friend requests to do accept and so it's just aggregating friends and like so I was considering going in there and just being like (laughs) likes to enter the critic and then just having it be like just just like a huge surge of like likes that are just like 
these rat like a lot of like I'd say ninety percent of them are from another country. Like like ninety percent of the people like their their profile names are in another language. <laughs> like, <laughs> just a just a huge deluge wow, of just yeah. like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Man, Enter the Critic got huge overseas. <laughs> a diverse collection of listeners. That's right. <laughs> We're huge in Bangladesh. <laughs> oh my. But yeah, so Thank well, thank Amanda, Amanda for that <laughs> surge. Thanks, Amanda. See, thanks, thank Amanda. Oh uh, yes, that relationship fans. just keeps on giving. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Well, hey everybody, welcome to another Critic of Podcast. Each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. Uh, I I forget where we usually go from there because it's been so long. You usually introduce us. <laughs> You're right. I'm Chris Glump. With me, as always, is Matt Schaefer. That's right, and. Parker! All right. right. We're back in action, boys. Back in action. Um, Well, this week's episode is uh, a Netflix movie because we took a month off hoping that there would be better films in theaters. There isn't. (laughs) We're still still trudging along with terrible movies. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Let me... Let me just double check my calendar here. There's, there's not much. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I mean, we could have talked about Sin City, there's I guess. Uh, yeah, if that's still fine. in theaters. Dude, just last week, one movie came out. What was it? Well, what, yeah, what is it? The Identical. Ah, yes, The Identical. Let me just look that up to know what it even Wait, is. Wait, is that, we talked about that movie, right? Isn't that well, we talk about a lot of movies here, Matt, because we're Enter the Critic. We that's talk true. about movies. Both No, new we did not talk about this. Nope. What is it? Twin brothers unknowingly separated at birth. One becomes an iconic rock and roll star while the other stri- struggles to balance his love for music and pleasing his father. All right. Well, that sounds, that sounds awful. awful. But it has Seth Green in it. I only know that because they promoted it on the soup. But hey, before that, we had As Above, So Below <laughs> and a Ghostbusters. A found footage horror film. Uh, Hooray. Uh, ghost- Hooray. How original. <laughs> a Ghostbusters re-release. Yep. Yep. We could have. I guess we could have done here. Hold on, hold here, on. we're gonna do a shotgun review of Ghostbusters. Ready? It's great. It's still great. <laughs> hold it's on, wonderful. We could have held out for this week, which has some awesome movies coming out. Yeah. Right, well, they'll Such be there next week. No good deed. <laughs> and Dolphin Tale Two. <laughs> now, oh, now seriously though, you Dolphin Tale Freeman. Two. Dolphin Tale Two. Freeman. Yeah, come on, Morgan Freeman's in that, so it's got. Well, then good. we don't even need to rate it. I already, already, it's 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 I'll ten out of ten. Morgan I had Freeman's. a friend who was a dolphin. <laughs> Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd. I mean, you can't go. Harry Connick Jr. Oh my God, I'm loving it already. This is this is the lineup right here. Mm. So Chris Christopherson making a making a comeback, a returning debut, his returning role in Dolphin Tale. Andy Ooh. Dufresne <laughs> swam through seven miles of shit. <laughs> Because that, there was, was a there's a dolphin named there's the Andy dolphin. Dufresne in this yep. who swims through the sewer system at a sea world to get my, out to the ocean. He was my friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week's episode is Assault on Precinct Thirteen, the 1976. We'll say it's six. Yeah, you got sure. it, buddy. Heck yeah. Uh, before we get into that, why don't we get into some news? Just mm. stop, Matt. This is my job. <laughs> he takes it seriously. <laughs> I, this seriously. No, if you have something good. Mm, Marvel know. isn't developing an Iron Man 4. I had heard that. Great. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Guess it's old, <laughs> guess it's old news then. 
Guess there's no point in talking about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Uh, that was me trying to talk about it, but then I realized there's not much uh, to go what, from here's, there. Here's what Robert Dooney. Re- Robert Dooney. Robert Genie Dooney. Robert Genie Dooney. Robert Dooney. Robert Dooney Genie says Iron Fur is a no go. There isn't one in the peep. No, there's no plan for a first In the peep, there's no one in the peep. Wow, he's a, he's a better actor than I thought. That's how he pronounces his name. That's how he pronounces his name. No. Oh, no. All right, so okay, give me one more second and I'm yeah, right. Take your time. Take I got your time. One, two, three. Real Steel could get a sequel. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, Hugh Why? Jackman's working hard on that one. <laughs> He's like, well, I'll never get the Wolverine movie I want, so I guess I'll just Wait, churn out Wait, is that crap. really Hugh Jackman? He was in the first one. I thought that was... Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know I'm right. I was thinking of... Don't don't talk, don't don't front on Parker's knowledge listen, of Real Steel, all right? Listen. <laughs> you know me and Real I was Steel. Thinking of, right. I was thinking of Steel. Oh. With... Uh, with <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> with Shaquille O'Neal? Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. Wow! Uh, now there's a there's a franchise okay, that needs so, to be up. There we so, go. Okay, this is perfect. So I got a few things, and then I, and then we can end with a okay. game. So I got a co- few dumb things. We'll go go through. Orlando right. Bloom heading back for Pirates of the Caribbean Five. When will this franchise die? Please. <laughs> okay, the first Pirates was good, and then everything after that is substantially worse until it becomes unwatchable. Why are we continuing this? Bloom finally remembered in an interview, the whole experience working with Johnny and Gore Verbinski was really amazing for me. I had a great time working with Johnny. One of the reasons I jumped at the opportunity was because Johnny was involved. I was such a massive fan of Johnny Depp growing up to get close and personal to Johnny. (laughs) Jeez. Wow. No, No cutting out. That was just one answer. He said Johnny that many times. Wow. I think Orlando Bloom is gay for Johnny Depp. (laughs) Well, which incidentally is a hardcore band. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, who wouldn't be? But that's not the point. Wow, that's. I wonder if Johnny Depp read that and he was like, "Oh boy, it's going to be awkward on the set." (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be in my. Hey, Johnny, it's good to be back with you. Good to be back on set with you, Johnny. Hey, did you read this? uh, I love filming with you, Johnny. did you read this interview here? I always keep a, a folded up copy of it in my back pocket in case we have this conversation. <laughs> Let's talk about it. All right. So that's a boring sequels that yet are no, don't need to be made. Yep. Uh, on that same page, Terminator Genesis. <sighs> Genesis spelled G-E-N-I-S-Y-S, like I remember, system. Genesis. I remember thinking that was a joke. Sequels for 20. They're set for 2017 and 2018. Wait, there's two? Yeah, is Arnold returning? They they're pretty <laughs> confident in this whole new trilogy. Um, yeah, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger is involved in some way. Oh, Lord, the only photo we've seen from the forthcoming franchise reboot is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger sitting in a chair on the set in a torn up leather jacket. So I guess he's back in his leather jacket. Great, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Ah! 
<laughs> exactly what we need. So yeah. So once again, we can all we can look at the pantheon of so, Terminator, so Terminator movies and go. The well, Terminator Genesis, the first one, I guess, is set to come out in 2015. This is for the other two of the trilogy because they're gonna they're like let's just make a trilogy. Which is like why not? <laughs> why not? Why the hell not? It worked for Lord of the Rings. Yep. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> who's gonna stop us? <laughs> so we're we're on this awesome sequel kick. Uh, Mission Impossible Five. Um, we have a uh, Sean. Some, uh, Sean Harris. Yeah, we have some gossip that Sean Harris is looking to be the villain. They're, mm. they're looking into him playing the villain. So uh, yeah, we we know him from Prometheus. Um, yes. He was in uh, Harry Brown. Um. 24-hour party people, that awesome movie. But, yeah, I mean, Prometheus is probably his best, his well, most well-known role in right. recent times. Um, and he he was probably one of the more interesting characters in that, right? I mean, he was like, like wasn't he the guy with the, like, the things that mapped out the... Right, yeah, yeah, The uh, one of the geologists or whatever. He got killed early on. Yeah, that He's is true. I think he was the first one that got killed. Yeah. Yeah. He might have been the first death, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's him something. and that biologist order mm. trapped in the uh, the mines or yeah, the yeah. caverns or whatever. Okay, so uh, on to a sequel that we may care about: Ghostbusters Three. Yes, Bill Murray actually talked about the idea of an all female Ghostbusters cast. I think that's a good idea. Excellent. And he idea. talked um, about some casting suggestions. Even Ooh. Melissa McCarthy would mm-hmm. be a spectacular Ghostbuster. He said, and Kristen Wiig is so funny. God, she's funny. He offered. I like this girl, Linda Cardellini, and Emma Stone is funny. There's some funny girls out there. So <laughs> I just love Bill the Murray. idea. I just love the idea of like the. 3,000th person coming up to him at like a press junket or something and being like, so Bill, how about, hold on a second. I have a great idea. Instead of asking me about Ghostbusters, I'm going to ask you, why don't we do a Ghostbusters with all girls? <laughs> and that way you can shut the fuck up. <laughs> that way I don't have to be involved. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Linda Cardellini is uh, from Freaks and Geeks. If you don't remember, she's the older sister. Oh, okay. As well as she was the only one I didn't I didn't recognize. Um, but yeah, I, I mean that would be a great cast. I'd watch mm. that. I'd watch that. Movie. I'd watch it. That sounds yep. like a good idea. That way, it would be similar enough to please people that want a Ghostbuster yep. sequel, but different enough that if it was not nearly as good, it wouldn't tarnish the legacy. Although it's risky, they they better make it good because if they if it's not good, then it's a blow for women in comedy. <laughs> Where it's yes. like, oh, you guys messed it up. Uh, it wh- must be because it's women. Yep, yep. Women can't <laughs> instead be funny. Of, instead of just, it must be because it's a franchise that should have just stayed in the 80s, That's and even true. the second one wasn't really necessarily needing to be made. Exactly. Like, like exactly. So, so it already is pretty much doomed, so like, why not just but throw women, women will, at yeah. it? Women will just be blamed for it. <laughs> Maybe, maybe like, maybe. see, women aren't funny. People, every single like Hollywood producer and studio head will just be like, see, this is why we don't let women on the set. You can't let them be funny. They're not. Nobody comes to see it. Maybe Bill Murray is actually a misogynist, and this is a secret plot to destroy women in comedy. Oh, I can't. Um, I, I just can't believe anything negative about Bill. <laughs> about <laughs> Bill? I can't. About Bill. <laughs> about Bill. Listen Good to this Bill. one over here. About Bill. Yeah, you know, Bill and I, we're, 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 we're pals. We're I mean, me, yeah, and, we're me and B. <laughs> um, we're we're good. You know, we're he's good like friends. a 
like a hardcore Jesuit. I no. never knew that until recently. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. I just <laughs> thought it was interesting. I would not. I mean, I guess I kind of would because he always seems like his more serious films are really, really like kind of like spiritual almost. Okay. I was about to say, I'm waiting for a word because your hand signals don't go over very well over the mic. I don't know if I mentioned it yet, but I'm sick. So if I yeah, suck on several these episodes, times. That's, several times. that's why. I don't know if I did mention it on recording. Oh, I, th- I thought you just meant I me. don't. I don't think I did. <laughs> so All right, so that's well, my excuse, listeners. <laughs> All right. So this last thing um, is a list. I just want to try to see if I can get it with because it's mostly a, web, a YouTube video. I want to see if I can get an actual printed... Okay, so this list is um, the hundred, the top hundred iconic shots from movies. Oh, a hundred most iconic shots of all time. I already got a couple in mind. So let me see if I can. Um, I mean, the the video is only four minutes long, so we'll just go through this video. I think. Okay. All right. So first up. We have Le Ravid d'un train and Guerrelle Totat. Apparently, what? some old French thing of oh, a train the... arriving. Oh, it might Neat. be. It might be the very first like footage, footage of, of or something yeah, nonsense. Maybe um, we have Charlie Chaplin moving through the gears in modern times. Yes, if you're familiar with modern yeah. times, that is a very iconic scene. I agree that that should definitely be on the list. Though I don't. I mean, I, I don't know if they're in out. There may, maybe they're in order. Maybe they're in just these are a hundred. Yeah, could be. <clears throat> but uh, then we have the steamboat Bill Junior. The scene of the the house front falling down and the the window, window the just, second floor uh, window yeah. is like where he's standing. Yep, which is like ridiculous. That's insane. I mean, the fact that, that like they shot this in a time when he could have died. There, yeah, special <laughs> special effects were not in, not existent at this point. And on top of it, safety precautions were apparently also not existent because yeah, this looks like this. ridiculous. Like the fact that like not, you know, they could have mapped it out and been like, yeah, it'll be perfect. It'll fall right here and this is where to go. But then all of a sudden the wall halfway through could just have buckled. Mm, and then up, right. oh, well, never mind. You're dead. Wasn't that uh Buster Keaton? Yes, I think so. In yeah. Steam Steam Steamboat Bill Jr. Jr., yeah. Then we have Safety Last. We have the guy hanging from the clock face. I think all, this might also be Buster Keaton. And then From the Earth to the Moon, La Voyage Dans la Lune. This is a f- classic scene of the uh, the moon with the face, and then the thing yeah, slams the, yeah, the, the face. The, the, and it's the, like, the, <laughs> that's like... Uh, that's old school. Yeah, that's super old. I think that might be like a ve- that might be like one of the earlier. Film. I think films. that might have been the first film. I thought I think that was the first film. Then we have Metropolis. Wow, these are going fast. Those are real fast. Yeah, the Great Dictator. We all know the scene. That where that Charlie speech Chaplin. where Char- yeah, that speech is amazing. Yeah, that's one of the better speeches ever <laughs> said by humans. Definitely. Uh, and then we have the la- the one of the scenes in Citizen Kane where Orson Welles is standing in front of his gigantic. Portrait. <laughs> Portrait behind him. Yep. Just reveling in his amazingness. Ah, classic North by Northwest. We have the shot of, uh, who is that running? Uh, that's uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart running away from that plane as it's Plane's flying, coming down, down, flying down and down shooting. Him. We got Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
The giant boulder. The giant boulder. Gotta love that like we one. We just jumped a big chunk of time. I think they're just kind of in no particular they're, yeah, order. Yeah, they don't seem to be in any order at all. Maybe they are in order of importance, though, if they're jumping years like that. Yeah. Because now we have chariots of fire. Every kid at, growing up when I was a kid, we would always be dun, 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 <laughs> yeah. running in slow motion. <laughs> I always did that to National Lampoon's uh, vacation. (laughs) Then we got the Wizard of Oz, them going off to the The see the wizard at the Emerald City, skipping along the yellow brick road. Classic. Uh, When It's a Wonderful Life, the end when all of his family's desperate to strangle him with love. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, It's a Wonderful Life. I'm I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. You're the best. You, you want the moon? I'll, I'll, I'll get you the moon. I'll get you the moon. <laughs> I get you. Okay, I'd like it. Well, I mean, I'd sl- I really didn't think you was I was kidding. Serious? I was kidding. <laughs> uh, we got Snow White and the Seven Dwarves when she's singing to the little creatures and they're all flitting to her mm-hmm. fingers Zip. and whatever. E.T. <clears throat> E.T. going across the moon. I mean, that's that's like that's been parodied so many times. Not only that, but I mean, isn't that like? One like that, I think that was like the production logo for like Steven for a while. Spielberg's thing for a while. For a while, it was. Oh, DreamWorks. Like just yeah, or something. Well, not Dream I before DreamWorks. It was uh, just like his own thing, and it would just be like that. Just that. Just that shot. Singing in the rain. Yeah. Him swinging around the pole with the umbrella. That's a good one. Sound of music. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people mm-hmm. with their arms out. Uh, in there's the a lot of there's a we lot got of Titanic. Arms out. Yep. Another <laughs> another, another arm ship. out. <laughs> I'm the king of the world. Does she say that? No, he, he says, says that. that. Okay. Breakfast at Tiffany's with uh, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn long in her gloves and sunglasses. Yeah, in her yep. long gloves and sunglasses. That's the. This is the way everybody remembers. Oh yeah, <laughs> Audrey Hepburn. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Is <laughs> from that shot right there. Oh yeah, Pretty Woman when Richard Gere slams Julia Roberts' hand in the little necklace case. Yep. Everybody loves that one. They forget, though, that she's a prostitute in this movie. <laughs> yes, that is, that is true. You seem to forget a that immediately. Of gold. <laughs> and oh, that archetype. And, gotcha. a, and a million diseases. Uh, uh, hey, she's no, high she's class. She's a high class, bro. High class. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So there's only like which, two like, which means three it's, Which means it's probably like, like if, she's, if she only is, is for high class people, that means she probably ends up doing the more depraved stuff. Because, oh, absolutely. Because it's, In rich, reality. it's rich people that are like, Bored. I'm going to do whatever the fuck. But she's gotta, if she's high class, they have to keep her disease free. True, but so so but, maybe so, not. So, to, so it's only it's yeah. only like mental mental scarring. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like she's probably had to like the somebody will be like, I want you to eat this dead dog while I watch. Like, oh God, why? Well, it's like that scene in Rat Race <laughs> where the guy's like going through the list of like, all right, I want you to undress me and then fill me in a tub with Jello, and then I'd like you to eat the Jello with a dog's paw. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and we have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Sunset Boulevard. Not familiar with There's this. Another one I'm not familiar with. with. Older, old black and white movie, but I guess looks iconic if I knew what it was. I've seen a lot of these. I've seen parodies of. Yes. Yeah. I've seen the Simpsons have done a lot of these. Scenes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Some like it hot. Yeah, that's a classic with uh, men dressed as women. Yeah, that's Gotta right. Love that. That was that's rated, always great. It was, it was rated the number here. one comedy of all time by really? AFI. Hmm. Really? 
The Third Man. Again, another one I'm not yeah, familiar not with. Yeah, familiar with that one. But a close-up of, who is that? Uh, is that Some James Keck? Maybe. I could hmm. be wrong. Oh, ah, now yes. we're talking a Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. You got to love that shot of him with the eye and the makeup. I mean, that's like, that's such an iconic image right there with just him looking at the camera <laughs> and he's got uh-huh. the, and he's got the like. The, the, uh, the, the, um, the eyelashes drawn eyelashes, on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and they're, but they're fake eyelashes. I mean, like. They're 3D. They're not drawn onto his face. Oh, they're just fake eyelashes like, on there. They're just okay. fake that are coming out or whatever. But, yeah, man, that's, that's such a terrifying. <laughs> a little bit of the ultraviolence. Ah, yes. Now we're getting into some just good ones. The Shining. Together. Yep, The Shining. Him, uh, we got Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson busting through mm. saying, here's Johnny. <laughs> that is an amazing scene. Yes. Especially because, uh, as you have pointed out, that what's her name is actually terrified in a lot of yep. this. Shelly Duvall is actually horrified throughout the whole. She's not acting. Really not acting. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Nosferatu. That dude, I can't. Like, I mean, they did that in that, that what? That was 1922. What was the, what was the one I they think. made with Willem Dafoe? Um, Kiss so, of the Vampire. Kiss of the Vampire. Correction, that's Shadow of the Vampire. And like, it's very true that you're like, this dude has to have been a real vampire. Yeah. <laughs> like, that Ma- makeup, scary as hell. Makeup, much like special effects, <laughs> didn't exist back then. And this uh, dude looks terrible. this dude terrifying. looks so much like a, like what you'd imagine in your nightmares as a well, vampire. Well, I mean, now this that is why we think vampires look like this. Mm-hmm. It's because of this movie. It set I, the bar, and then it's like, oh... Okay, great. I, I I will say this uh, for a for a black and white silent movie, uh, Nosferatu holds up shockingly well. Yeah, scary and and good, just very good quality. and very just nice. it's offsetting. It's so oh, it's good. All right, we got the first Exorcist when what's her name's head starts spinning Linda around. Blair, That's yep. pretty. It's pretty iconic. Yep. Oh, we got one quick shot, but the ring when what's her name comes crawls out, out of the, the TV. TV that I mean, yeah. as bad as. Of a movie overall, as that is, I mean, yeah, it hasn't fine. Really it hasn't held up that, well. That, that scene, scene is really yeah, creepy. is yeah. like oh gosh, it's coming out. Uh, Silence of the Lambs when uh, Anthony Hopkins is tied up and Strap, got the face mask yep. on and is See, surrounded by cops. I would have picked the more iconic scene in that movie to be when they first show you him when Clarice when he walks up yeah and he's just standing there staring at her and it's like oh that's what i always think of when i think of that movie but then again i i I think being a more uh iconic shot i mean again every shot that i'm seeing here has been parodied so many times how many times have we seen parodies of that shot where he's like strapped to the chair yeah mask on again the simpsons i did it like three times Mm -hmm. ah apocalypse now when uh martin martin sheen comes up out of the mud out of the mud Mm -hmm. That is an awesome scene. That's probably like one of the one of like there's Apocalypse Now is like a movie where and I think you even have said this, Chris, there's awesome moments in it. Yeah, like there's scenes that you're like, oh, what a good scene. When you watch the whole thing, you're just like, this is I don't want to watch this. this is kind of, yeah, like if you watch the whole <laughs> thing like, in one sitting, you're like, this is kind of a mess. <laughs> but when you watch those scenes, you're like, damn, oh, Apocalypse yeah, Now is yeah. awesome. If you if you watch it YouTube style. <laughs> Yeah. Where you just watch like five minutes just at all a the, time. Yeah, just all the bits that are yeah. good. Yeah, you'll love Apocalypse. And, and it'll only be about 45 minutes long <laughs> <laughs> compared to the two and a half hours. Ah, uh, Young Frankenstein. Wonderful when we Gene, have, uh, Wilder Gene Wilder is screaming. screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive! 
And then right into another scream, we got Psycho when she's getting attacked in the in the shower. In the shower, and I, I mean that's got to be one of up there for like mm-hmm. top ten though. Like if absolutely, this clearly isn't in an order. Maybe they're just doing it based off a director or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is that is a with the with the shadow <laughs> and the, <laughs> yeah yep. that whole thing. And 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 now we have Battleship Potemkin. That's been on my uh, uh, Netflix queue for like. A year now. I mean, I've been waiting to watch it. I'm like, oh, I don't really have time. <laughs> 2001 Space Odyssey. Just the, the shot of of Hal with yep. the, with the red dot. That is uh, a great It's still shot. so menacing. Yeah. That, I, I would think that, you know, it would be, again, like I, I would almost think that maybe it would be something with the monolith or the bone flying up in the air, but I guess I guess Hal, just that. That's just what, the, that's like, what I, I only a, remember to that movie as a kid. What? The, uh, just how? How? Just that dot, that red mm-hmm. with this lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's all I remembered. Yep. And then we got Requiem for a Dream. The the moment when they shoot up and yep. they show the eyeball, <laughs> just totally dilate. And then like Requiem for a Dream. If you haven't seen it, see it, and then never see it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ugh. We have a shot from. A movie called Unchin Andalu. I did not know what this was from, but oh. it's when there's a razor blade going across an eyeball. Yes, that's a. Isn't that that movie about Dali or da- Dali? Sa- Salvador Dali. Yeah, that yeah. Looks terrifying. It's 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 a it's a dead cow's eye. It's calm down, people. Gotcha. That's still, still awful. It's still yeah, very still awful. awful. Uh, Vertigo. The shot looking down the staircase. Oh. That's Which such, is such a great shot. When you look down a staircase, it's immediately what I think. I'm always like, oh, gosh, I'm going <laughs> to die. <laughs> uh, eight and a half. I've not. I have, I have seen it. I've not. Half. That's. This, um, is, I can't tell what scene that is. It's the scene where he's like hanging from. He's up. He's up high. And there's like a. Oh, he's like, on like a merry-go-round. I forget who directed no, that. No, it's like it's really like he's me. like um he's he's uh like a kite. There's a guy like, yeah, he's like flying him like a kite. Oh, okay. He's like flying That's away. It's a weird movie. It's yeah. been a while. That's Fellini? one of those fr- yeah, Fellini directed that. It was a very yeah. very experimental French director. <laughs> and then we have ah Casablanca. The goodbye scene. Yes, that is a very I mean I I haven't seen Casablanca. What? But I but I, obviously I've seen this this scene more times than I think I've seen any other yes, movie or yes, scene in my yes. life. Dude, you need to see Casablanca. It holds up. It's yeah. it's so watchable. I'll watch it with you sometime. I haven't seen it either. Oh, we got to watch it sometime. So damn good. And then we have Lady and the Tramp when they eat that one slight strand of spaghetti. I've been trying to get my uh, my my cats to do that for forever <laughs> I thought now. you were try- going to say I've been trying to get my wife to do that. You like walk around with spaghetti in your mouth. Want ba- some spaghetti? Baby. How baby, about this strand right here? Right here. No, no. I'll, just, I'll just get my own plate. No, no, no. Have this right, strand right, right here. here. <laughs> Quit trying to get me to kiss you, Chris. It's not going to happen. That's that's how Chris had to do it at the wedding. <laughs> it was like... And I had to trick her. Suddenly the... Pet, the the Maybe? officiant's like, uh, I know you love spaghetti. And in honor of, your, in honor of your wedding day, here's a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> and then I kissed uh, her, and according uh, to American law, that means she's my wife. That is true. <laughs> that means you are a tramp. <laughs> according to movie law. Wow. We got uh, Spider-Man, the upside-down kiss in the rain. Is that really iconic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because 100%. One- especially because as soon as... <laughs> 
we took that picture of you with your m- motorcycle glasses. It's what everybody thought of. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, just oh, it, it looks like down. Spider-Man. <laughs> There's so many memes <laughs> and stuff of upside down kisses yep. because of that. That's, okay, 100%. that's true. That's yeah. true. Gone with the wind when he dips her at the end. Yep. And there's another movie where I, I haven't seen it, but I've seen that scene a thousand oh, times. Yeah, I have seen. Now we're up to <laughs> my speed. Hell <laughs> now yeah. we're talking about iconic fi- shots. Times Fast Ridgemont times in Ridgemont High. This scene. The bikini shot. <laughs> the bikini shot is the uh, most viewed scene by young boys from this era of time. <laughs> Gotta remember, kids, the internet wasn't always around. So No. People could get, though, a VHS tape of a movie. And that watch that over and over and over <laughs> and over and over again. Yeah, this is a this is the kind of thing you borrow somebody's VHS tape and you'd watch the film and then it would get to this part and it would get real tracking, <laughs> get real bad all of a sudden, and then it would clear up for the like rest. Clearly, of the time. this uh, clearly this scene has been huh, all those paused on there. several times. <laughs> yeah, that is, and a, of course, listening to the cars while they're playing it is yeah. uh, this whole scene. I'm hearing it now in my head. Okay, and then we have. Uh, La Dolce Vita, some woman. Never seen it. With Never a, even heard of it. With a uh, oh, basic instinct. Now we have basic where instinct she where she her legs. Chi- where she yeah, where she changed. then we have the graduate where she's putting on her uh, her pantyhose. All right, yep. we're clearly into like sexy stuff now. Yep. Yeah. So well, yeah, like, we got into Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe rich. getting yeah. up, getting her getting her dress blown up. And then we got American Beauty where she's laying. And the rose petals. And the rose petals and yep. Kevin Spacey's mind. Wow, right. this whole thing is just like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get, no, it seemed, they seem to be grouping it in yeah. that kind of thing, but yeah. So when, when Harry met Sally, we got the scene when... Uh, Meg Ryan is when faking, Meg an orgasm. faking an orgasm at a... <laughs> I'll have what she's having. <laughs> the most, <laughs> most quoted line yeah. at any restaurant. Yep. Yep. I'll have what she's having. Big when uh, Tom Hanks is doing chopsticks uh-huh. on the, on the ch- full-sized... On the giant thing. stepping giant pink, step uh, piano. <laughs> ah, yes. Risky business with Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise sliding in. around. <laughs> like, this is the this is the scene that... Um, uh, Nightmare on the Street no, no. 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that, that for sure. This... this uh, also, Ferris Bueller had a scene... Yes. ...that, like, didn't go over well at all. Like, it was weird. Like, oddly put in. But, like, you could tell this is what they were trying to go for. They were really trying to do (laughs) a risky business. I feel like also in Home Alone. Yes, 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 there is. And it's like, after risky business, like, yeah, you just just stop. Just stop, yep. Dirty dancing when he lifts her up. That's right. They worked on that move. So (laughs) long. they did it. (laughs) I still have yet to see Dirty Dancing. And I don't know that I ever will see Dirty Dancing. Ah, say anything. This is what every every. Boyfriend tries to get their girlfriend back with this move, uh, holding a boombox yeah. over your head. Yeah. I'd like to say I didn't think about it, but I did. I gave her my heart, and she gave me a pen. <laughs> Forrest Gump, when he's sitting on the bench there talking to her. Oh, nothing about this movie is uh What, nothing memorable. about Forrest Gump is iconic? Nothing. You're the worst person <laughs> ever, I and I hope you movie. die alone. <laughs> ah, yes. There we go. Easy Rider. That is a great shot yep. when they're just riding around, like in the what is that Midwest? That's, yeah, yeah. They're like in the middle of nowhere. Just like that's in Nevada, awesome. Nevada. <laughs> that oh. makes you want to. That makes you want to buy a motorcycle. That makes me want to fix my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> then we have this. About me. Yeah. Then we got the Breakfast Club, and when Judd Nelson mm. comes walking out and then does the, the fist, does up. the fist. Oh, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Bam! <there> <laughs> <is>. <laughs> oh yes. 
the head, the the horse's head, and the Godfather. That scene that is, is a, so messed up. Yeah, that I don't. Know I was not the, ready for that scene when I saw. I don't that. know that I'm. That is an iconic. Well, I guess it is. Yeah, because that's what it's like. The horse head and the, yeah. That's I would true. again making other picks. I would simply go for when he's sitting in his office at the beginning of the movie. Right. Do, yeah. Uh, or the, the scene when when the door's closing on, uh, and maybe oh, yes. that's in Godfather 2. But no, when, that's the end of the first that's one. That's the end of the, the first one. When the door closes mm-hmm. on. Right. And he like, you can ask me one one question. You can ask me one time. That's that's a good thing. Did you do this? No. <laughs> door that's, closes. That's a good thing. I wonder if you went through like the first two Godfather movies, if you could find how long of a stretch there is where the Simpsons haven't parodied. <laughs> oh, the Simpsons <laughs> so much like, the Godfather. So there's probably not more than like five minutes. <laughs> probably not. There's so much done for Simpsons. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. That the Simpsons have done from The Godfather. Ah, yes. Here we go. Here we go. Chris is yep. excited. Guys, let me talk to you about a little movie called Jaws. <laughs> let me talk to you for four hours about this little movie called Jaws. Yeah, the scene when he's chumming and Jaws comes. That's a good scene. Yeah. Down here and chum some of this awesome. shit. Uh, now, and right on to Matt's. Wow, they yeah. couldn't group those together any better. We got the Jurassic Park scene when the T-Rex finally breaks free of the, yep. of the, mm-hmm. the fence. That is a great scene, and and like you said, this surprisingly holds up in today's crazy CGI world. This scene is terrifying. It looks real. It still looks really real. Oh, yeah. yeah. Enter the dragon. Enter the dragon, running his fingers along the cuts on his abs. He's like, no, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I would have picked my favorite shot of that is when the the, um, other karate guy, I forget the dude's name, his opponent in the tournament yeah. uh, thro- holds a board up and punches the board and it splits in half. And Bruce Lee just looks at him and goes, boards, don't hit back. <laughs> I'm like, yes. That's yeah. awesome. But this, this is also just incredible. Yeah. He licks his own blood. He licks his own blood. Oh, yes. The karate kid, when he pulls off the most obvious move in all of karate. <laughs> hey, it's unblockable. It's unblockable. It's unblockable. There's, no de- there's no defense for the crane there's kick. There's no defense for the crane kick. So every kid practiced the crane kick. Oh, hell yeah. All day hell long. yeah. I hurt myself so many times trying to get that down. The first, tw- you know, I used times. to actually go, like, uh, growing up at the shore, I used to go to the, the, the shore the beach the where they have the pier? they have the where they have the big pier like piles coming out of the top and then you go on the top of it and you'd have to balance there. I broke I almost broke my leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he did it. He did it because yep. his 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 foot was hurt because they sweeped the leg. Yeah, be sweeped the leg. Sweep the leg. Ah, uh, yes. Star Wars: The See, Empire Strikes Back again. Jump ahead a couple minutes to when he's hanging on the thing. I think yeah. that's more iconic. Still, that I, shot I is really Where Vader and him are. That is a great when shot. When Vader and him though, first square off. I think, though, this is like iconic like from the moment purely, like that it came out. Purely like, visually. When, yeah, when this came out, like everybody was like this. like It was like, whoa, because they were like going up against each other. Yeah. And it was like, yes. And this is before you even really find out like the actual big... Spoiler. The, you know, the big reveal. <laughs> so this, ah, yes. We were dodging, just talking about this. Yep, the, the, the Matrix. Je- dodging bullets. Gotta love that. And then every James Bond movie forever. <laughs> yep. When he's down the barrel of the gun and he turns did ever, and shoots. Did you ever see the breakdown of how they all... It's actually fascinating to watch. There's a breakdown where they show all of the different um, ways that the Bonds do that. Really? Yeah. I'll have to watch that Oh, sometime. that's fun. That it's, it's really interesting to watch. And we have Scarface when he's say like, say hello to my friend. little friend. And he's 
I'm my, my my dad for some reason I don't know where he found it I don't yeah. know how he acquired it he I just came home from college like to to visit and he had a pile of coke <laughs> so much cocaine no he just he's Good like for him. he's my like hey I got an afro <laughs> she was barely barely conscious barely clothed uh, uh, that, well I mean that's a standard weekend at my parents' house anyway yeah. but besides that no my dad found me a, a, like a movie poster that he had framed of. Like not even a poster, just like it's a mini poster okay. of of uh, uh, Al Pacino with the sh- machine gun, and he's like, "Here you go. Here, I thought you'd appreciate this." I'm like, "That's a strange yet fitting <laughs> gift from my dad." Yeah, this is a great scene. He's about to unload on that grenade launcher. Yeah, say hello, right hello, in. Friend. All right, right. Yes, now we got Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. when John Travolta and Samuel Jackson raise their guns, and then up. it goes into Miserloo. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's great. Ah, taxi driver. Uh, yes, we've talked me? about this. You're talking to me. Yeah, I think. Talking I mean, that's got to gotta me? be number one, right? <laughs> what were we? What were we parodying that with? I this forget. Weekend? I forget. Oh no, it was that? It was at George's yeah. housewarming party. But I forget the context of it. It's a lot. That now we're into the ones where people point yeah. guns at each other. Now we got Dirty Harry with that big old at, magnum asking whether the guy feels lucky. Yep. yep. Did he fire five shots or only <laughs> six shots or only five? Good, bad, and the ugly, and that showdown. That yeah. showdown is so good. It yeah, is. It's definitely. just so well done. I feel like most of the iconic shots are going to be from Westerns. <laughs> Probably. Uh, bridge on the River Kwai when they blow the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a, a great, great movie. That is a great movie. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Now, Chris I doesn't like this movie no, at all. No, I can't stand it. it. I hate this movie. What are you talking about? It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I took off work to see it in theaters. It reminds him a lot of Forrest Gump, and it upsets him because <laughs> Forrest Gump is such a better movie. So what is, uh, what's he doing this? He's about to say, like, attack? Yeah, they're about to descend upon a, 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 a Nazi train. Ah, and they're like, eh? Yep. What does he say? I... I I've Attack. only seen it four times, so I can't remember. Ah, yes, we're right. into it's the a four-hour movie. We're now into the people shouting thing. Yeah, so. yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You shall not pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> this, this is Gandalf yelling whilst the Balrog wizard, attacks wizard, him. Wizard, wizard, wizard. Did you see, did you see the, the conspiracy theory that... <laughs> that is the stoop. I I liked that. it a wait, lot. Wait, wait, wait. Expl- explain that. this okay. to me, so, for one. So they, they had the, you know, everybody always makes the joke of, like, why... Didn't they just fly with the eagles into Mordor? Right, right, right. And there's this conspiracy theory all about how, like, um, like that was Gandalf's plan all along, but he didn't tell anyone for fear that somebody evil would find it out. And there's so many spies that he was so terrified that anybody would find out his plan that he made up this ridiculous plan of let's march it into Mordor. And, like, was going along those lines and was going... As soon as they got on the other side of of uh, the mountain that Moria runs underneath, he was going to get on the eagles and fly right to Mordor. And, that, and he was just only going to reveal the plan then. And he... And so the idea, like, is that... Up until that moment, he's planning on that. And no one else knows. Nobody in the Fellowship knows. And so that's why he says, fly, you fools. Instead, uh. instead of just run. <laughs> fly. You fools. And then he falls down because he hopes that maybe they'll get it and then they'll... You know, but they, they didn't know, but <laughs> it falls apart because it's like, where the hell are they going to meet the eagles? Like, hey, listen. Because they, they, like, Gandalf probably already had it planned out, you know? As... as- as a guy who has no interest in Lord of the Rings, I but like this idea. It's a good idea because 
because at least then it's like, okay, Gandalf's at least smart. Because obvious, that's the obvious thing. Why yes. wouldn't they just do that? Yes. Okay. That Especially that, considering like, that the Eagles are in the, the, the Lord of the Rings movies. Like, I, it's not like they're just in The Hobbit. I'm, I'm okay with that one. The one that makes me really upset is the one, the stupid one they wrote for Harry Potter where it's like, what if he's actually a kid in a mental asylum and oh, it's yeah. on that's his stupid. imagination? Yeah, it's no. just, yeah, that's if, a, there's, there's plenty that's if of a fifth grader wrote it and they yeah. thought they were being clever. Yeah, that, that's definitely bad. But I feel like this at least lends credence to, to shutting up the people that are like, me, dude. Shuts up why would like you me. just do that? And it's like, well, maybe they were trying, but like, yeah. it didn't work out. Because once Gandalf is gone, they have no way of like organizing. That. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, they can't just put that together. Uh, yes, network. network. That is a great scene. I'm mad as hell. <laughs> Not gonna take it anymore. That was a scene where I again I knew the phrase long before long I knew before what it was seeing from. It. Yep. Now we're at, I got we got home alone when he puts the aftershave on. Ah! You just start screaming. <laughs> That's been done. Everybody does every, that. Every child your, has done that. Every child go, has ah! done that. <laughs> That's great. Ah, yes. Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> On Google Maps, they have renamed this from Philadelphia. Art. Not renamed, but when you're at a certain Zoom distance, instead of saying the art museum, it says Rocky Steps. Nice. <laughs> And I'm like, how how uncultured are we? <laughs> There's a lot of people like, that would only know that from Rocky. <laughs> that they're like, they're like, oh, we're the Rocky Steps. Why not just let them have to know that they have to go to the art museum? Let them dig a little bit deeper and work a little bit harder instead of just being like, this is where the Rocky Steps are. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if the city of Philadelphia just renamed them Rocky Steps. I mean, they have a statue. The Rocky all, Steps so Museum of Art. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> But yes, that is great. Ah, Ten, Ten Commandments. Commandments, another one of Chris's hated movies. Oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> I didn't. I totally didn't watch that over the break. Starting <laughs> up the Red Sea. Yeah, that is a great. Wow, look how that holds up. <laughs> Doesn't hold up as much as <laughs> Jurassic Park. It's whatever. Ah, yes, Shawshank Redemption when he gets out of the sewer. Yep, and he's just raising he's being his hands. Baptized this, that is a, anew with yeah, the that rain. Yeah, that is a great. That is a great scene with the with the rain. Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Oh, platoon! Willem Dafoe just Willem eats Defoe it. Just eats it. Yeah, <laughs> Lion King. Ah, Lion King. When Simba's Simba. being presented to the to the. Great! Uh, now I got that song stuck in my head. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Now we got Fight Club. The the awesome scene when all of the skyscrapers start, just start falling. tumbling down, and you can briefly see tits. <laughs> really? Yeah. Never, never noticed that. Never noticed that. I've saw Fight Club no. a lot. And I never noticed it. Really? Watch nope. the end of the movie. Because they make that joke. He he tells him that he would go and splice in. Oh no no! Not it's not boobs. You see a penis. Oh yeah, I saw oh, that part. Never yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. It's a big big dong. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that part. I was like, what spli- that's what he splices in. I just in. knew it was something lewd. Yeah. Oh yes, the most Khan. iconic. Yes, most iconic. Standing on the opposite sides of the glass. Now I remember this from the new one. I don't quite remember it from <sighs> this one. Oh man! I remember. Sorry. I remember. <laughs> I remember me and Jeremy Sayer reenacting this while trying to get ice at our bachelor at my bachelor party. Yes, yeah, so and we, uh, we were very liquored the, up. Puts the what? What is that called? The the. It's just the Vulcan salute. The Vulcan salute up to the glass. Uh, it's so touching. That's right. For a for an awesome, awesome amazing movie, Blade you should Runner. see a lot. <laughs> yes, we got Blade Runner. Uh, is that the? If, if, if you only knew what I've seen yeah. through your eyes. Yes. Ah, yes, Planet of the Apes. When you realize that it is just a Twilight Zone episode. Yep. 
<laughs> hey, an entire hey, movie. It was written by Rod Serling. All right. Yep. But you're like, you're like, oh, I thought this was a movie. I didn't know it was an episode. It's a giant episode. You know, you could have, you know, you could have done it in 15 minutes the way your normal episodes <laughs> lengths are. That's right. But yeah, Planet of the Apes when the uh, Statue of Liberty submerged in the sand. You maniacs! You blow it uh, up! Yes. Blow it all up! Schindler's List. Schindler's List. The girl with the red coat. That you is know, that is upsetting. I always forget about that. Yeah, that is an upsetting scene. Yeah. Ah, yes. Dr. Strangelove. We've, it's my phone. Oh, okay. Dr. Strangelove, or uh, when he <laughs> when he goes, what's his name? What's his name? Pick, um, um, Pickens? Oh, the, the, the actor's I, I only know the character's name is, uh, Ma- is, is Major Kong. Yeah. When he's Slim Pickens. Slim, Slim Pickens. Pickens. Yeah, he jumps Slim on the Pickens back of the bomb. Riding it to the... And, Playing this with no idea that it's supposed to be comedy. <laughs> no idea that it's supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> the best part. Yep. Just riding it down. Ah, Thelma and Louise. Yes. Cargo rocketing Going off the cliff. Going off the cliff. That is a great. That is a great moment. That has been done a lot. Coming fast. Usual suspects. Oh, uh, the lineup. The, the lineup. The lineup is so all, good. Give me the key, you fucking And we got rear window where he's got yep. that big ass camera. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, that that is a scene that like a lot like like before I had seen the movie. Like Mm -hmm. I knew this scene, I didn't even know what it was from. Right, I just have always see the door opening with the yellow, with the orange light Uh streaming in. Ah, yes, I'm I'm Spartacus. Spartacus. (laughs) No, I'm Spartacus. And then the Seventh Seal playing Playing chess. Yeah, playing with chess. With hey, they ripped that off of Bill and Ted, guys. Totally. <laughs> the movie that Adam Lover turned off when he was watching it with Jordan was just like, you know what? This isn't a good idea. Yeah, the no, I've learned. The movie that was worthy of Adam actually stopping <laughs> from being ruined. He's like, nope, not doing it. Not yeah, making fun yeah. of this movie. With so, with certain people in the room, you just you can't watch some films. Yeah. 400 Blows. I don't know I've this never one. never heard of it. That's that's, um, that's another... Uh, Fellini? I, well, I don't know if it's oh, Fellini, okay. but it's another one of those like... Crazy French or Italian directors. Okay, well, apparently that's a uh, con. Ah, yes, that I shot in the, the searchers. Yeah. Oh my god! I think this is the last one. Yeah, this shot, the shot in the searchers, where he's walking off into the distance, and the door just slowly closes. Yeah, oh, that's great. So awesome! I love that, that shot in the yep. searchers. So yeah, that's a good list. I think that's a good list. Is there any you thought of as we went through those that you would have liked to see on there? Um. I would throw in Alien when the uh, chest burster comes out. Mm. I think that's very iconic. Yeah, I agree. I could see Something that one. That really sticks with you. And I feel like there's got to be at least one from Terminator. Like, either the the one where he's like, walks into the, the room with the leather jacket and the mm-hmm. glasses, like walks mm-hmm. into, the, yeah, yeah, into the store into the bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah, bar yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like. Any of those scenes where he's in that get-up is like, whoa. I'm trying to think if there was any I would add. But, I mean, these these are kind of more iconic, like, in a classic sense, I guess. Right, right. I would consider that alien scene. Yeah. No, I agree. No, I would. I would totally consider that. I don't know so much about the Terminator now that I say it. But definitely, definitely that uh, shot in Aliens. I'm actually surprised, or uh, Alien, I'm I'm actually surprised it wasn't in there to begin with. But, no, I I, I thought that list was... uh, most of the, I th- the the shots that I came up with were in there, or at least the there. movies yeah. were represented in some form and fashion. Definitely. So, the only thing I would add, actually, is there's is a Napoleon shot. Napoleon Dynamite dancing? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. No, there, there, is a, there is a shot, a 
wide-angle shot uh, in the movie Yajimbo where uh, the samurai is like walking in this dusty town and it's just to him and it has been ripped off in every single western <laughs> uses that shot mm-hmm. uh, especially Sierra, Le- uh, Sierra Le- Leone uh, does it in The Good, The Bad, The Ugly um, Fistful of Dollars and Once Upon a Time in the West <laughs> he does that same shot over and over again what so a, I would have added that what a hack yeah, yeah, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on here. Well, let's uh, let's get right into it, shall we? Let's jump right into our feature feature presentation. We saw Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Yes, the taking of Pelham One Two Three. Wait, what? No, not, what? not the taking. I saw of the wrong movie. Oh, no. <laughs> also, a great movie. Though. Yeah. Would not be a bad mistake. <laughs> no, no, it would not. It would be actually a really good mistake. <laughs> so, let's okay. move on. Anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> we saw Assault on Precinct 13. The lone inhabitants of an abandoned police station are under attack by the overwhelming numbers of a seemingly unstoppable street gang. All right, this movie stars not not really anybody. <laughs> No one really. I'm it's trying to think of Written anybody. and directed by John Carpenter. Yeah, that's about all you need to know. It's written and directed by John Carpenter. Um, no, no, wait. There was a bunch of people in this. Ethan Hawke, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, God. <laughs> ja Rule. Of course. Don't you remember Ja Rule was in it? Of course you're speaking of the, what was that, 2002? 2005 remake. Uh, 2005 remake. No, we're talking about the Oh, well, I'm not going to really be able to talk about this much then. Again, you just watched so many of the wrong movies. <laughs> I just remember that Ja Rule and Aaliyah song. <laughs> it was like, you're here, you're smart. I love it when you say my name, baby. You're sick, you're What happened to Ja Rule? He needs to make a comeback. What do you mean, what happened? <laughs> he made that song. That's what happened. That's a song that doesn't translate past 2000. <laughs> this is true. All right. Well, what did you guys think of Assault on Precinct Thirteen? I thought it was good. Um, <laughs> and, I don't. And I don't ever know how to start a review without sounding like I'm going to stop immediately after that sentence. <laughs> it was good. It was alright. No, it's um, it's pretty much what you think of when you think of like John Carpenter's non-horror movies. Yep. Which is just still really intense and almost horror-like in its presentation. Like Yes, right. Like, the, the whole time, it's just really, like, dark and eerie, and the soundtrack's, like, really, like, driving. and mm-hmm. Right, it, right. It, You just get a sense of unease throughout the whole movie. Um, I, I, I've seen this movie a couple times. Um, the one thing I absolutely love about it is it is... Been and John Carpenter's gone on record stating, yes, this this is very much uh, inspired by a uh, movie called Rio Bravo, which is a um, John Wayne, Ricky Nelson, uh, Dean Martin western, where they are. Let me guess, they're holed up somewhere. Well, no, 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 no. Like they're. (laughs) They play like uh, uh, John Wayne's the sheriff, right. and 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 Dean Martin's his deputy, and Ricky Nelson's just this shooter kid that shows up. And they have uh, the most powerful man in town. His brother is in the prison, and they're waiting for the marshal to come pick him up. And so, throughout the movie, they keep talking about how they're going to keep his 
men out of there from rescuing him. Mm-hmm. And eventually, or like to stop them from trying to kill uh, uh, John yeah. Wayne. And John Wayne says at one point, well, why don't we just hold up in the in the jail? We can just hold up in the jail for a few days. But then that never happens. Right. Something else goes down. And gotcha. so John Carpenter was like, Oh, hey, wait a minute. What right. would happen if that was a case? Because you right. automatically assume a police station is the most secure place to be. What happens when that becomes not secure? <laughs> and so that's why he wrote this movie. Hmm. Um, and so I and like that that inspired the whole uh, you know idea of it. And from there, he just went from from trying to come up. Okay, well then, who would be uh, in, you know assaulting the 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 prison and and what would go down? Um, this movie has a lot of like kind of firsts one of the one of the scenes is in, incredibly jarring uh <laughs> there the the scene with the ice cream truck yep yeah yep. and the, the 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 cute little blonde girl she goes back because she didn't get the right ice cream who's been given a proper introduction i mean you oh guys yeah feel like she's gonna be in the movie yeah you think that she's <laughs> gonna make it through more at, you know at least a midpoint uh no, you think she's going to make it through the whole time because she's a little girl. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like <laughs> she's, she's given a proper die. introduction. She, you, know, you, you, you know why she's there. You know who she's with and what she's doing. And then all of a sudden, boom, shot to the chest. When we, me and Matt watched this together, man, this is the first time you'd seen it, right, Matt? Yeah. Your reaction was beautiful. <laughs> Your reaction was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I just didn't. I, even after watching the movie, I still don't totally understand why it happens. Because it's like that's like a catalyst to something else that happens that then sets up the movie. Right. Right. Like you could have had that guy go berserk and chase down a gang member for like any, any other reason, reasons. Yeah. But they were like, ah, we're gonna have him shoot this girl in the chest. Hey, hey, John Carpenter wanted to get your attention, and he did. He that's did true. by shooting a little blonde girl in the in the chest. <laughs> Um, so that, that alone, like you, like that, that happens like what, 15 minutes into the movie? Yeah. Pretty, pretty early on. Um, that kind of sets the bar (laughs) for where we're going here in this film. Yeah. Uh, and then everything just kind of falls apart from there. Uh, you know, storyline wise is just like the dad goes to get revenge and then like, then he just clocks out for the rest of the movie as they just... Yeah, he's, like, not even in the movie. Yeah, he's barely in it for the rest of the time. The rest of the time is just all this horribleness tr- trying to make its way into the uh, the precinct. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, the well, guy... Yeah, the, 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 uh, John Carpenter in his book said that he, he, mim- he like, wanted to mimic... Night of the Living Dead and the mm-hmm. portrayal of the gang, because mm-hmm. he said that they they clearly Street Thunder is supposed to have some sort of supernatural quality to the fact that they're so relentless. Mm-hmm. So like they're they're mm-hmm. not really human, right? But they're but they're not flat out zombies, like you know, because they they know what they're doing enough to like right. use tools. And yeah. Well, uh, the the character of uh, Wells even says when you know he talks about this gang, because he spent time with them, like they're we're done. You know they're crazy. They're not right. going to stop. They don't feel pain. They don't care. Right? Yeah. Um. One of the things that I do like about this movie, again, being from 1976, uh, main character is black guy, and lives through the whole film. Yeah. Which I feel still doesn't happen very often in this nope. day and age. You know, you what? One of the stereotype, you know, archetypes is the you know, black guy always gets it first. Um. Not in this movie. He makes it and kicks ass the he, whole he time. He beats out the main character from Night of the Living Dead. 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. In, in fact, you even made that joke where, like, how sad would it be if he walks out and they're like, there's one. Get him in the head. Right between the eyes. Right between the eyes. <laughs> and I went, oh. <laughs> However, I, as much as I do like this movie, I will say in, in the pantheon of, of quality Carper, Carpenter films, not including his garbage film like Prince of Darkness or uh, what's that other uh, Mars movie? I forget what that one's called. Dark Assault? No. You're talking about John Carpenter films? Yeah. He did like it did, did I think he did like Mission Dark Mars. Star. It was a re, it was a later one. It was like in the 90s. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. No. I don't I don't oh. really count Dark Star cuz it was like a student film um that he made gotcha. with Dan O'Bannon. Like that's more that's honestly more Dan O'Bannon. You <laughs> are thinking of Ghosts of Mars. Ghosts of Mars. That's another 2001. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not counting those. Like the 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 quality Carpenter films. This is almost on the bottom rung in my opinion it's a little dry yeah it's a little I mean, dry like it's very very streamlined which i'm okay with usually i don't mind streamlined movies but there's not a lot of meat to it no it's pretty much just like this happens this happens this happens this happens we're done but there, but the thing about it is it's like 76 and it's like you could see how many things were influenced by this movie oh absolutely like after it so in that sense it's kind of uh, it, it kind of ups its accomplishment on a certain level, even though it doesn't hold up. Like, there's a lot of movies that don't hold up, but because they were made, it, it like, opened the door for right. other movies right. to be made. And, like, we wouldn't have the movies we have without it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, if somebody came to me and said, I've never seen any John Carpenter film, what's the first one I should start with? I would not suggest. Oh, yeah, pre-sign. definitely not. I don't, yeah, like, I guess for. Uh, like you're saying, yeah, from John Carpenter, it's not like, oh, yeah, you got to see it. But if you're into, like, action films, because even this mm-hmm. isn't really an action film like like you'd normally what, think What we're of. used to now. But, like, I feel like Die Hard is, like, influenced by this oh, concept. Oh, how, like, yeah. The, you know, mm-hmm. taking place inside of a building, like, that whole thing. Like, Die Hard is heavily influenced then by, like, just the idea of that. So, like, if you like Die Hard, it's kind of like, oh, if you're interested in seeing, like, kind of a precursor to that from, yeah. like, the 70s, this is a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is definitely a movie that if you or are... Or, like, From Dust Till Dawn. I know you guys like that. Yes. Like, yes. that Like that last episode is exactly the pretty, same pretty idea. Pretty much. <laughs> um, now, that uh, like, Quentin Tarantino like a, has gone on record stating that he loves both this film and Rio Bravo. Right, <laughs> and right. And influenced him heavily. Yeah. Um... So yeah, th- this would be a film that I would recommend to, well, you know, you know I, like major film nerds, you know, f- film buffs who are into like the the films that have influenced other films. However, I don't know that I'd recommend it just for casual viewing. I don't, I don't know. No, I don't know that I would either. Yeah, because um, it does get it's it starts out real strong, starts mm-hmm. out real strong, and then there is kind of a. a like a dry period when we're we're introduced right. to the inmates, um, mm-hmm, and then yeah. the the like a, a kind of that whole period in between the chaos of all the craziness with the shooting mm-hmm. of the girl and the guy yeah. trying to track them down. In between that and when they actually come after them in the right. station, there's not a whole lot going. Yeah, on. it, it kind of it bogs down a little bit. Um, I will say the first time I watched it, I had trouble making it through that middle section. It is worth it to make it through. If you can trudge through the middle part, the ending is really good. It has really good payoff. Um, 
but yeah, if 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 I was going to recommend just a straight up like, hey, if if you want to watch a John Carpenter film, I would go with like uh, Escape from New York or um, The Thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, The Thing. I think is 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 my favorite. I would say, Carpenter yeah, film. that's it's one of my favorites. Probably my favorite. Uh, although because big trouble I'm, in Little China, yeah, you know, I'm, but I'm you a, almost have to be a, a a fan of that type of movie yeah. to get into that film. Yeah, the thing like we talked about it when you did your list, like, like I I'm a big fan of H. P. Lovecraft, and like so anything set in the Antarctic immediately goes on another level. Yep, it's automatic. It's like, automatically scary. Automatically <laughs> extra scary because I let I. I bring my own scary to the table, yep, yep. <laughs> and so that'll always hold a place in my heart. But yeah, Big Trouble in Little China is, is a fun movie. Oh, definitely love that movie. But this film, I mean, it it does accomplish what it sets out to accomplish. You do kind of feel this sense of dread mm-hmm. and like just just a sense of like you're you're at a, like where do you go? Like every horror movie, every action film like this, where you're like just go to the cops. Well, these are the cops, right? <laughs> and they're screwed. <laughs> And it's like that classic situation where, like, everything that could go wrong keeps going yep, wrong. Yep, yep, yep. You know, they definitely. try to call him for backup. And, yeah, and like, I, I, yeah. I, I love the comment you oh, made where these, the, the two beat cops, we keep cutting back to them trying to figure out what's going on, and they're completely lost. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what's happening. They're completely incompetent. Almost like purposefully oblivious. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't, we're not seeing anything. What do we care? Let's just get back to the station. And yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, these, you know, a war is going on down the street. <laughs> Nobody seems to notice. Although I did, uh, Matt, you also pointed this out, and, and uh, we had a good laugh at it. This movie is an excellent example about how movies get guns in movies completely wrong. Oh, yeah. Specifically silencers. silencers. Uh-huh. Yeah. I absolutely, it's one of my favorite things about movies, specifically, it, uh, you know, you attach a silencer onto any gun, and suddenly it's just silent. It's just literally, yeah. Especially the assault rifle that they have it attached to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, assa- it's attached like... to like an AK forty-seven. All you're hearing is. <laughs> <laughs> Be awesome if that was the case. Well, we we uh, we we talked about it because the the gun store down the street from our uh, from where we live has a. Um, Big sign on saying silencers are legal, and I wonder how many people go in buying a silencer thinking that it's going to be like mm. in the movie. Yep. So they're like, I don't need to wear ear protection. I can just <laughs> first then, shot. Oh, oh whoops! That's that doesn't do <laughs> what I thought it would do at all. Uh, and this movie definitely rams home that because there's a scene <laughs> where all they're seeing is glass breaking, and they're kind of confused as to what's happening because they can't hear the gunfire. <laughs> Or the other scene where the guy, uh, uh, Wells, is running around with an empty pistol, but he doesn't know it's empty because he has a silencer on it. <laughs> and he's like, I've been squeezing off empty rounds. damn silencer. Like, yes, of course, a silencer also makes it so you can't feel the gun going off. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I really love the, um, the, the theme song. The yes. Main, the main title. I, I, I will say, out of all of John Carpenter's bam, themes, because he writes almost all of them. It's It's been used by uh, Africa Bombada, Tricky, Dead Prez, and a few other like hip hop bands. And that and then it was me. and then it was actually became a chart topping rave song in 1990. Really? In the UK, mm-hmm. I, I've never heard this band. Hard hardcore uproar. I never heard of them. They use that that hit song heavily. But yeah, I that's a great that is a great song. I mean, yes, I'd, it is. Um. 
Uh, the the one thing I do really like though, again, being an like an, an you know a, an ensemble movie, mm-hmm. you get a lot of like all the characters are really introduced well without a whole lot of bog down. Like they're not giving everybody's backstory. Yeah. Nobody has any real long monologues. But you're pretty much you know figured out. Okay, this guy's this type of person. This girl's this type of person. Uh, pretty quickly, um, which is always a challenge, I think, in in filmmaking. So I, I just I really liked that. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I think it was just slapping rating on it. I'm gonna six out of seven precincts. Six nice. out of thirty. Six out <laughs> yeah, of thirty. Like you already screwed it up. up. You already screwed it up. It's <laughs> like you just trying them, to win. If you add them together, it's thirteen. <laughs> there you go. There <laughs> you go. Just trying to win trying the race. To, trying to nah, win the race. All right, well, Matt, why don't you slap a rating on Damn this it. since Parker already screwed up the obvious one. <laughs> what was your actual rating? My rating is six out of 13 precincts. Get it? It's good. <laughs> um, Solid. I'm going to give it assault out of precinct. <laughs> nice, taking the Parker route. Because <laughs> I'm sick and I can't think. You just can't think. <laughs> so tired. Uh, Wait, give it... Uh, 200 out of 600 members of the street gang of street club. Sure. I was going to give it something like that, that because be there's... That might be lowballing. Yeah, that was right. one thing I, I absolutely love in movies like this where a street gang equals an army. Yeah. There is literally an army. <laughs> well, remember, this. they have the army's weaponry. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. But they have so many... Ma- I'd imagine the average street gang, you know, especially in the 70s, had like 10... 15 members and this it is like the entire cast of the warriors came down yeah. mm-hmm. on this one station well and yeah. luckily hundreds of people luckily for the main characters they do not possess any of the you know strategic skills or nope combat it is liter- tactics it is literally military. we will choke them with our dead <laughs> yeah fill the gun we with will our- pile their we will pile their rooms with bodies <laughs> and suffocate them with that our will, blood. That will stop them. <laughs> so, well, uh, like we said, if you haven't gone and seen it yet, because you just you just got it all spoiled. But um, <laughs> you and should, you're an idiot. You uh, should have seen who it already. Cares? You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be yeah. fine. It it is it is uh, worth watching. Check it out. It's on Netflix streaming right now. So, all right. Well, that about does it here for us on Enter the Critic. Uh, our next episode. Next is another Netflix because again there ain't nothing coming out right now worth worth my buying dollar. If you want to pay um, for my ticket, the Dolphin Tale Two, I'll, I'll go see it. Yep, <laughs> yep. All right, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, so the next next week's movie, uh, Patent. Mm-hmm. Patent. Not it's a, patent. It's all about patent lawyering. Patent. And people getting patents. The 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 George it's C. Real exciting. The it's George a C. Scott classic. It's a it's a documentary about patent law. <laughs> Oh, oh it, yeah. It's a okay. documentary about patent things. <laughs> <laughs> like kitties' heads. You know what I like? like doggies' heads. I like, I like patent my friends on the head. <laughs> <laughs> right on the top of the head. Just let them know I'm here. Just, Just let them know. Love that would explain the number of assault charges on you, man. Yeah, oh. there's almost that 13. 13 of them. <laughs> anyway, I'm Chris Klump. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And I'm going home. (laughs) We'll see you next time. (laughs) 